Welcome to Sports, 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 the general strike of sports and culture. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations. With me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. <laughs> and in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 154. That was called How the Bronx. We? That was called the Bronx Cheer. You ever heard that? Yes, I, I mean I've heard of a Bronx Cheer, but that sounded yeah. more like you were farting out of your mouth. <laughs> so I was, prefer I prefer the Chelsea smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Bronx Cheer would sound different if you had a Chelsea smile. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. Why so You're, serious? What What's that called with uh, when you when you play the trumpet? Your embouchure, embouchure, your embouchure would be different yeah. if you had a if you had a Chelsea smile. Your embouchure would be would be non-existent, even yeah. on the even on the tuba. And you might be able to play three trumpets with the That's true. Chelsea smile. You show Disney. You might have three embouchures. Yeah, that's no. true. Hey guys, Charlie Parker ain't got nothing on this. <laughs> yeah. I like this. This is welcome to our music theory podcast. This is. Yeah. Uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well, how are we, gents? Well, doing all right. As long as I don't open the internet or turn on the television, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Life seems yeah. insane. As long as I stay in the workshop and just saw boards all day, life's peachy keen. Yep, yep. All aces. Everything's coming up. Read, huh? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. You look uh, pretty comfortable there. I'm just. Pretty relaxed, man. Beard's looking great. Thanks, how, guys. Yeah. How, how's that? Uh, how's that uh, e-learning going, buddy? <laughs> yeah, loving it. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, couldn't, couldn't be better. Well, great. All get right. a bunch of get a bunch of children on t- Microsoft Teams. It's a match made in heaven. Oh, it's a Microsoft platform. First of yeah. all, that's unfortunate that you're using an inferior product. Mm-hmm. For sure, should use house. Uh, you party. mean you mean uh, how yeah. Zoom Zoom went down no. the other day? No, house party. House party. <laughs> why aren't? Why isn't so e-learning kids can, using kids house can party? be playing Uno during so Spanish class? Uno. Yeah. Uh, actually, I mean that makes sense. I mean, they're going to learn. Just you want to learn your as, numbers, right? It's, they're going to learn just Spanish. as much playing Uno as they are doing all the r- ridiculous things they're doing on. Wh- from what I've heard of e-learning, We're, we have a generational it, deficit bad. upon us. It's not bad. I think it's. I think it's going to be great. Uh, the kids are our future. I'll just. I'll leave it at that. So yeah, you know, if, if, if you on. had to e-learn, though, yeah. If Same it were that, if it were young rowdy e-learning, oh, I would I would thrive. would you be the rowdy you are today? I'd be a better rowdy. Saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, that the children are our future allows for uh, and and speaks to the inevitable march of time. Yeah, saying that they're the future in no way qualifies the type of future we're having. I, yeah, it's just I, a statement yeah. of fact. Exactly. It's a of fact. Yes, exactly. But was I, but was I, but was I wrong? wrong? That is true. Was <laughs> no, I wrong? You, you okay. are not wrong. All right. No, if you are not wrong, it just it's uh, it's pretty inane, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. These it's, stupid uh, children are or you could say terrifying. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks for joining us now that we've um Insulted the everyone under forty. These TikTok teens are a future. TikTok, TikTok teens. Uh, So what we do? Did I get a TikTok page? I've been thinking about getting a TikTok page. You think I should get a TikTok page? (laughs) The fact that you call it a TikTok page (laughs) shows that shows me that you're not ready for it yet. I can dance. I can dance. I believe that you can that. you can dance. That is, I will say. Yeah, you guys. I can vouch, I can vouch for that. You can dance. Is that all that TikTok is? Is just dancing? Well, and then, and then Chinese surveillance uh, aggregates. But yes, right. It's so a question between that and Instagram Reels is just really a question of who we want to surveil us. Instagram Reels is just a uh, punt play trying to g- grab back the. Uh, grab back the market 
it's a it's a latch instagram reels is a latch ditch effort and this is coming from someone that only knows instagram reels is a thing and knows nothing else about it Hmm. well i appreciate your input that's what's great about our our country noted and anytime (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for joining us tonight as you can see we're off to a great start as always this is what we do we talk about sports um and only sports we stick to sports shut up and dribble that's what i always say (laughs) so shut up and kick shut up and yeah shut shut up and run the damn ball So while you're listening to us, first off, sorry. Secondly, tell a friend. Third, go ahead and give us a rating. Um, we we we're kind of we're kind of been uh, slacking on the ratings. Hell, we've been slacking on everything. Maybe we should get serious. We're coming up on three years, guys. Are we going to completely change our platform at three years? Absolutely. What are we going to change to? I th- well, a name change. I think we talked about that. What was it? Sports probably. Yeah. How, about, how about this? <laughs> Leave us a rating and in the comments tell us what you think our show should become. Oh wow. There you, there you go. What's the over under over under at? I'm gonna say I'm gonna put it at two comments. Oh, you know what? Eleven. Eleven? Really? Get to eleven. Oh. Get get to eleven and I'll shave Reed's head. Put it um, make I'm it go eleven f- and you're home by seven. I'm gonna go five. Five? Okay. Dude, you're not shaving this moule, by the way. I'm working on a Kentucky waterfall over here that is gonna, that is just gonna dominate, blow Camaradors off. My moule is flush. Yeah, it's looking good. Look it's at that. Look at this. Yeah, it's like I can pull the back of my hair over my ear. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I was the podcast that I that I thought we could do uh is is already taken and that's how i would cook and eat every single pokemon <laughs> um although that, that's brilliant that podcast only made it to eight episodes and the last one was june oh, of last year so we might we more might pokemon be able to uh oh there are tons so yeah. um so that's 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 something to to consider but i mean it kind of writes me- itself you barbecue the pikachu hello <laughs> Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right it's, there in your face. It's the confidence and the assonance. Um, with P- I'm gonna I'm gonna show my my ignorance in in the Pokemon world. Now, if you're talking about cooking them, are you talking about cooking them at every stage? Like, don't they grow up and they can be like different types of Pokemon? Like they have Whoa. four or five stages each. That's right. Yeah, two 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 to three stages typically. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, oh, you're I talking didn't about know that. that. Yeah, so you're talking about like a Cornish hen versus a chicken, right? I mean, right. or like veal uh, versus I don't know what's veal, veal that could beat you up. Veal versus <laughs> yeah. Le Beef Tech, yeah, like a full full grown cow. Yeah, because they go from cute to buff, dumb as hell, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they then go they go from to like their chain collar and their hut to roaming the open plains. How would you cook? Do you know enough about cooking to make that show? I'm not worried about your Pokemon uh, knowledge. I'm worried about your. Uh, well, that's culinary. where you and I come in, Snoop, with our culinary skills. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I'd be leaning on you guys a lot for that. Yeah. Mustard and black beans, just put that on top and shut the hell up. Right. And if you got some tor- crumbly tortilla chips, just yeah. put that on top. Or if you just have regular tortillas, just wrap it up. Yeah, wrap and it up. To go. Here's here's a culinary. Uh, you guys want to talk? You guys want to talk food? Why not? Yeah, let's <laughs> do this. Yeah. So, in the course of e-learning, mm-hmm. uh, my kid was supposed to do a chart that showed here here are the different parts of plants, and here are plants that you know we eat those different parts. So you know, oh, here are bottom. plants we eat the root. Here are plants we eat the fl- the flower. Well, it just so happened I found a, a YouTube video that same day of a woman who was saying <laughs> she was talking about how you can cook and eat the entire sunflower. Mm. Oh, like like a blooming onion. So yeah, yeah. So before you, <laughs> yeah. before you, before the seeds, okay, well, that's for sure. Before the seed shells start to form, yeah, you you cut off the the sunflower the head, and then yeah. the head and then you 
brush off the flowers and then underneath are the little seeds forming and they're just kind of white yeah and then you clean it off and then you put olive oil and salt and everything on it and then you just stick it face down on the grill and let it cook and then she was saying you could just eat it like an ear of corn so she just takes this thing and starts munching on it but then realized that's not a great way to do it so then she just started using a fork to eat it now, hold um, on if she's telling you you can do this like she felt confident enough to cut down the sunflower yeah and record herself doing this yeah and then she's like you can eat it like this and then a couple minutes in she's, she's like, like oh hell that doesn't work that <laughs> idea <laughs> <laughs> I think she was told that you could eat it like corn on the cob, so she tried it that way. And then oh, she was like, yeah, this saying, is actually this is actually a better she way. She heard people were yeah. saying. People so we tr- we tried it though. It's more uh, like, a, it's like was it good? Unboxing. It's not that good. It's like toasted toasted sunflower seeds. Yeah, sunflower not, pupa. Yeah, mm. it's not that good because even though the shells are not hard, they're hard enough fibrous right. and fibrous right. enough that that's what she it's said not super pleasant so right um <laughs> so not anyway. super pleasant but it's fibrous enough yeah. <laughs> i see your present that's what she said okay. this is too hard that's pretty good yeah you tried it you actually tried it we tried it what are you oh. growing sunflowers over there at your house well i bought a wildflower mix this oh. is a great sports co- podcast, by the way. Um, but a, but a, a wildflower mix, so I didn't have to mow my side yard and just sprinkled it out there and kind of whatever was in there was in there. So what it got, turns out what, there were a bunch of sunflowers. In there? Bunch of flowers, man. You got like uh, red ones. You got like blazing stars. You got uh, catchflies. There's yellow bombs, ones, pink ones, milkweed. Talking, you guys are just talking over each other. <laughs> I figured those those probably aligned. He was saying an actual flower name, and I was saying a color, and I'm just hoping that some they, of those are going to yeah. match up. I tried to match them up. Yeah. <laughs> Catch flies red, milkweed is pink. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're here for. Well, botany. Can we do this now? Yeah, usually, man. I'm not, I mean, if one. you want, actually, we should be fired up tonight. Let's get fired up. Get okay. that tea up, boys. All right, let's do it. Howdy. Well, How about some sports? How about it? Hey, uh, the best way to get that tea up is to start with some corrections. Okay. Um, now, Usually we have to wait till Dennis Chu corrects us, uh, but we went ahead and uh, and did this ourselves. So last last week we mentioned that the song "Lightning Crashes" by the band Live, which came out in what year? Ninety something. I think it was was it ninety seven that we were talking about? That sounds right. Ninety six, yep. ninety seven. Yeah. So. The song, we, we, we said at the time that it was probably the top song that featured oh, lyrics right. about placentas. The song that was ever featured a lyric about placentas. Specifically, placentas on the floor. Well, yeah. immediately after the episode, I discovered on Genius.com, uh, where you can find lyrics to all your favorite songs, that <laughs> Lightning Crashes is actually number nine. What? What? Yeah, and not only that... Uh, there are a lot of French rappers rapping about placentas. Oh, so the number one song is the heart part two by Kendrick Lamar. Hold on. How does that fit? Why did you make a French sound like your Pepe Le Pew? Because he said French rappers, and I figured that's like what they do instead of like uh huh yeah. They just go. I think they. I think they do. <laughs> so. Kendrick Lamar's couplet in The Heart Part 2 is, I've been a warrior when I came out. I've been a warrior when I came out my mom's placenta in the gutter lane like I'm Master Splinter. Which, uh, as, as I mentioned to you guys last week. problematic, but. As he, well, and, and also pronunciation-wise, I'm guessing he's saying, I've, I've been a warrior. I've been a warrior when I came out my mom's placenta in the gutter lane like a master splinter so that way you're writing warrior warrior placenta or gutter gutter splinter warrior placenta read let him read let him have this moment i'm sorry this is going well (laughs) (laughs) um and i also went ahead just 
just because I thought, you know, the, the interest might be there uh, to, <laughs> to do a Google, a Google translate on some of these French raps, because yeah. I thought maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe they're not, maybe placenta means something different in France, but it turns out, no, nope. they just, French rappers like to rap about placentas. Um, so the song, uh, Grand Paris, I'm sure that's probably how it's pronounced by Medine says, I'm so far ahead of the rappers of France. I was already writing this verse in the placenta placenta. Um, we had, uh, rap contenders, their, their song, I'm guessing this is a song, La Weed and Dino's Punch Lenovic versus Lunic and Mike Horney. I don't know. Anyway, the line is, he has a rare disease. Don't make fun of him. It's not nice. When he was in his mother's stomach, there was more sweat than placenta. Besides, when he gets into his bathtub, it's his bathtub that takes a bath. Oh, this is a direct translation <laughs> from the French. Yeah, that's a rap. Uh, yeah, okay. So. I can't uh, see my face. Huh? You, oh, no, I can see your face. <laughs> very confused by that lyric and i know it was a translation but it's february 90 i came out of the placenta that's why nobody tells me and i also smoke peppermint but no meta that's a good that's a good is it not is it i'm in the big (laughs) engine the windows are tinted i'm hot as if i was getting out of here and i was coming out to get my headache i'm preparing an attack from the placenta i want the power i don't wait Dogs dressed too classy, stuffed with talents. We just arrived. We don't plan to move now. For now, pass a stick. Let the parasites beat them. Leave my blaze intact. Caballero shoots down the fakes. Who let loose rhymes like Placenta? Dangerous freestyle. I would shout at you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I want to apologize. French rap is awesome. we, We pride ourselves on getting our facts down, and we really dropped the ball. So... For sure. We'll, yeah, check out, we'll check all our sources more closely next time. Sir, the ball is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking that- of ball, well, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my contender for the, the ball boy this week. And that, that is Mr. Joe Malia, uh, who a, uh, a native of Chicago, mm-hmm. Actually, Piatone, Illinois, the In south Michigan. suburbs of Chicago. South side. Uh, who no, has, this is a heartwarming story about This a is a heartwarming story, yeah. It's a, it's a heartwarming story about a man crossing state lines. That is true. Yes, that is true. So, so Joe has attended the Indy 500 for the past 40 years. And when he found out that there were not going to be fans allowed, he decided he had to do something about this. So he had a few ideas. First of all, he thought about a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. That wasn't going to pan out. He thought about. He actually well, talked well. about potentially trying to find an Indiana State Troopers uniform. Uh, decided against that. He, That's a good call. Yeah, he emailed uh, Dale Coin Racing and said that he would volunteer for the entire month of May for the team, no charge. They turned him down. So finally, jeez. He was watching qualifications, and he noticed on the car's onboard cameras, he kept seeing, as, as the cars were going around the track, he kept noticing this tall tree uh, that was kind of around turn three on the uh, leading into the backstretch. So he's like, okay, I have to find that tree. So he went to Google Maps. He mapped the speedway. He uh, was able to sort of figure out where the tree was, but then he decided, you know what, I'm just going to go down there and try to figure this out. So he came down the Monday before the race, drove down to the speedway, took a, took a bus tour around, around the track. And from the track, he could see the tree that he, that he was interested in track down. It's actually, it's not a house that even faces the speedway. It's there's a cul-de-sac and he was able, this tree is in the backyard of this house and it, and it overlooks this turn. So he found the house, knocks on the door. The, the owner of the house does not speak English. So he's trying to explain what he wanted. Uh, the guy got his daughter to translate. And essentially he said that he would, he would pay this guy to build a platform in this tree in his backyard. 
And so he offered him $100 to, to build the platform, to start building the platform, and then $100 when it was finished. And so the guy Damn, had a whole $200. Yeah. 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 So, so he ends up building a, you know, last week we talked about these homemade, the homemade scaffold, scaffold disaster in yeah. Enfield. Yeah. Uh, so, I saw this guy on TV. That is exactly where my mind went. Yep. I was like, Rowdy talked about the scaffolding last Yeah. Last not only that, but if, if you fell out of this tree, you'd land on a, a, the barbed wire fence that separates this guy's backyard from the track. Um, oh, he's that close. I mean, yeah. I saw. Oh, it's right there. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like literally right there at the fence. Okay. It's on the what? What? Like kind of northeast, northeast yeah, corner. So what's that? Turn one. Or no, turn, turn three. three. Turn yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Uh, so he got it done. It's a forty-foot treehouse, uh, and so he actually attended and was able to see the race that way. Invited a couple of friends. Hopefully, the guy who built the treehouse also got to sit up there um but he was he was so happy with it he gave him an extra 200 dollars after oh after 400 400 so treehouse um and he got to recycle all his white claw cans that that is true <laughs> yeah the bonus. Yep, took him down on source got a full 16 cents yeah uh did he i'm assuming that the guy got to keep the the treehouse right the guy who built it the guy who who had the tree, how it? The, the homeowner, who, the owner of the yeah. tree. I mean, it's yeah. his tree, and he built it. So yes, until you the, just put this on a podcast, Rowdy, and now they're gonna get him for code violation for hey, unsafe I could give you the address. I could give you the address and name, but I'm not going to. Well, okay. Because I've also done some Google sleuthing and I tracked it down, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. I, I, I got to say, I appreciate Joe. I appreciate your drive. I appreciate uh, the lengths you went to to pull this off. That was some, that was some good thinking. That Not is a lot pretty of, cool. Uh, do this. I mean, to, to find well, the can tree. You see him from, can you, could you see him from the uh, television feed? If you could see the tree, then maybe you oh, could see him. You probably could, yeah. If you were looking closely around turn three, surely you'd be able to see this tree. Oh, man. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. How how could this guy not have done this? The how could the homeowner not have done this beforehand? It seems not like into racing, man. Are you gonna? Well, yeah, probably, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not into racing, and also I I don't know. Like I've never thought to build just a random treehouse. I don't know. But, no, I would have thought of this if I lived by the speedway. If you live by the speedway, yeah. It's I, like, I'm, I'm it's just like, guessing probably not a race fan. But Well, it's like Wrigley Field where like those apartment buildings put the bleachers on the – yeah, I mean, you got to think about that and monetize. I would think that, yeah, this, this to me feels like the Wrigley Field bleachers. Like, yeah. just I'm right here. Why not put up uh, some sort of viewing? Why not put up $35 seats? Is that what you're getting ready to say? Well, I think it's like $35 to drive your car inside of there. I say, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you can't park in my lawn, but you can crawl my, climb my tree for $35. I'm actually wondering and if I've been in this cul-de-sac. That seems like some sort of like weird code. No. You can't park in my lawn, but you can climb my tree for $35. This is the, <laughs> this is the Indianapolis Speedway, not Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, good point. Yeah, just black. <laughs> I mean, you are only watching the race. You're not participating in the race, but right, it's yeah. still a little different. <laughs> uh, I see where you're going. It, uh, and it is a corner. I mean, I would, we, oh, we just keep building on this. <laughs> I would think. I would think that he would have come up with the he or she would have come up with this beforehand. I'm surprised. I think you mean hymns. 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 <laughs> yeah. they, Ja would have come up with this yeah. beforehand. Uh, uh, because if you're right there, so much of the economy and speedway is built around the speedway and built around. Yeah, Coca Cola like, parking lot, all that. I knew people like, that used to rent U hauls and drive them down the Coca Cola lot and they'd sleep in the back of a U haul for three days before the race and like party from that Friday to like Monday morning. That just you knew, you knew them too, Snoop. Yep. Some, of our block, some of our former blockbuster brethren. Just too you hot. Just aged, you just aged us. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. 
Roddy, you've been to the 500. Yep. Would you rather watch it from a tree house? Yeah. Well, hell yeah. I mean, shade. That would, that's uh-huh. the key. Oh, yeah. That's Very my, that's, that's, that's my big, the big strike against uh, altitude. The, the yeah. altitude. I'm not as big a fan. Of. I don't I guess heights. you could argue altitude with the bleachers too. Yeah. Change an altitude, change an attitude. That's what I always say. And you know, yeah. that's right player. It just seems like a better way to watch the race. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I watched it at home this year. On I did off. too. First time I've ever watched the race in its entirety, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. You watched, you watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. I was at I was at the shop working, and I just had it streaming on the iPod, our iPad. I watched the whole thing. Were you? I'm always surprised with how fast it goes. Yes, yeah. it is like half hours, but it feels. Like it's moving quite a bit faster. Well, and you know, I always forget until it's like race time that it, you know it's always the five hundred mile race, but it's only two hundred laps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, there were some unbelievable crashes this year, and I always so, like to watch all the new rigs that they have for the wreckers, and like you know, they had all the this year they had all those uh, brand new Chevy Silverados out there for the recovery crews and everything, you know, because it's like. Basically, now it's a Chevy and uh, Toyota, or is it Toyota or Honda? Honda. Chevy and Honda show. Like, those mm-hmm. are really the only two cars out there that I noticed. Yeah. Uh, so, people who didn't watch it, it actually ended with uh, Takume Sato winning, and the last three laps were under caution. Conspiracy so was, theory. Yeah. Um What's your conspiracy theory? Conspiracy theory. Okay, so check this, Rowdy. The guy that won, the guy in third place, and the guy in 20th place before the the – so let's say six laps to go. The guy in first, third, and 20th, all owned by Rahal Letterman Racing. So David Mm -hmm. Letterman and Bobby Rahal, they all owned all three of those cars. Well, so the big thing was the second place guy who had the fastest car on the day, at least per lap, right? Uh, Snoop, he put up the fastest lap, I think, on the day. Who was the guy in second? Uh, who's the guy? Who's uh, on first? Scott Dixon. <laughs> Scott Dixon. Yeah, Dixon. He had the fastest lap on the day, but with five to go, first, third, and 20th. So the guy in 20th just kisses the wall, spins out, slaps the pit wall and all the tires at 100 miles an hour. He went from 100 to zero in like instantaneously, just boom, stopped dead. So my conspiracy, and I even searched Twitter for this. I watched some post-race coverage. Nobody talked about it. But what happened is the the 20th guy wrecked on purpose so that the race would end under a yellow flag and therefore his teammate his teammates would be locked in first and third and so no five laps to uh, get past hmm. yep even though i was rooting for bobby rahal or bobby rahal's son forget his name graham, graham rahal graham rahal who was in third he could have made a uh, made a break for it cuz it was a pretty bunched up what do you call that in bicycling, Snoop? Peloton? It was a bunched up Peloton at the end. It was. Yeah, they started lapping the slower. Uh, yeah, it got trafficy. Dirty air. Dirty air. A dirty air. Yep. They went from about 221 a lap to 212 a lap. Yeah, that's a uh, lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spencer Pigott. I might be a racing fan yeah. now. I might be. This oh, was cool. cool. This was cool. Open wheel. NASCAR, no yeah. thanks. Open wheel, though, is cool. Although mm. I know they argue that those new windscreens probably saved uh, saved a lot of guys that crashed because I think seven guys ended up crashing. Wow. Um, but Including Space have, Force? Include, Space Force was the greatest. Space Force car didn't go four laps. It oh. kissed the wall on the third <laughs> lap, limped into the pits, and then by about the seventh lap, they were like... Uh yeah, we're done. Space Force yeah. out. They don't know how to drive. Why would Space Force know how to drive? This terrestrial, this terrestrial planet is not of Space Force. Well, that's the yeah. thing. They're used to they're used to a frictionless, gravity-free environment. So you can't blame them for that. Exactly. 
Yeah. Also, it was awesome to see Space Force and all the hullabaloo around Space Force car and them to go out in the third third lap. I also yeah. like when they interview all the guys that wrecked and inevitably they all say, well, you know, I mean, track was hot today. I, I, maybe I got on the concrete a little bit, you know, and, and just kind of spun out, lost some traction, you know. Maybe we should have switched tires earlier, but it was probably my fault. You know, it's probably something I did. And you're thinking like, dude, you're a race car driver and you crashed. It was most certainly your fault. <laughs> like, get over it. And we're watching the replay over and over. Yeah, you hugged turn two too tight. You got on that checkered uh, concrete and you spun out. Yeah. Except for the guys that get taken out by everybody else. That may not be their fault. I always like that they also say they well they usually say like we had a good car today. Yeah, I really thought we. Had I feel like, like we, we had the fastest car out there today, but you know I slammed it into the wall, so <laughs> yeah. we'll never know. As I, as I was running thirtieth all day. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. we had my we, top lap was one ninety nine. We had a yeah. we had a terrible car out there today. I was. Yeah. Uh, I you know yeah. I was I was thrilled to step into this terrible car and you know in front it's of the eyes machine. of the god and everyone just to 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 ride this just this hunk of junk i feel like my 98 accord was faster than our car today but we gave it our best shot okay i was so happy that they put me in there with the faulty brakes <laughs> they told me to run as fast as i could and this steering wheel is a square with a bunch of lights on it what's that about <laughs> i don't even know why i'm here yeah Oh, racing. It's silly when you think about like, it. I also like that they always say, like, yeah, we had a good one today in the uh, in the UA Roofing Supply uh, number 13 car. And you're like, you, yes, <laughs> you're paid to do that. That's for sure. Right. Right. Sure glad Tom Rafer sponsored our Cadillac car today. Yeah. We had a good one in the Winnebago RV GoCamping.com. <laughs> Number 22. <laughs> Candy Striper blockbuster video. Yeah. 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 All right. What else we got? What's going on? Well, Anything I else? feel like I feel like we're, uh, you know, there's a lot of people looking for some rays of hope and and just some some bright spots in what's well, been a, come fa- to the a fairly right depressing place. year. Well, you know, I thought that I, I could help out a bit by sharing some secrets of success. Uh, mm. f- from uh, Rafael Nadal. Oh, that's my guy. Right. So that's recently, guy. in uh, on Forbes.com, I saw an article written by um, Bill Springer, who is a senior contributor to Forbes, which it's a, it's a real contribution to society. Bill, <laughs> um, he's also he's also editor in chief of Ocean Home Magazine, where he covers ultra exclusive real estate, super yachts, and luxury travel, which um, a lot of people are really interested in this year. That's yeah, if big, you're interested in buying a house that's soon to be annihilated <laughs> by a giant wave, yes, thirty well, million people looking. Thirty million people are looking for a new home because they're all unemployed, but. You know, let's, hey, and let's wait until tomorrow morning when all of Houston and half of Louisiana are looking for new homes. Yeah. And he, new boats. He, yeah. he interviewed Rafael Nadal uh, to, to talk about how his new his new super yacht helps his game. Oh, um, now, this Bill, this this guy, I got to say, read, read the room, Bill, read the room. Well, he, he opens up. This is hey, this Bill is don't just, care. senior hey senior editor and you don't get to be a you don't get to sorry senior contributor and to forbes but editor time money editor-in-chief of ocean home magazine oh hello and you don't you're not even a writer you're so so low on this totem pole that you just contribute what do you do here i contribute he he approves all them pictures and everything well he writes he writes paragraphs like this this is just features on this it's a rare breed of person who can handle the stress and pressure of being the best no but even the most successful people in the world need to unwind from time to time and for many owning a yacht or in some cases several is the only way they can truly get away from the stress and pressures of their high profile lives that's a paragraph that's it is 
I, I, I want to learn more. So the, the, the ray of hope that I want to offer people is all you have to do to, to become one of these successful people, to become the best, just get a super yacht. Yeah, just get What's holding just you be back? rich. Just be rich. Yeah, because yeah. for Rafael Nadal, they, they said, well, what inspired you to build your own custom yacht rather than chartering one? He said, it's simple. Of course, I live on an island as part of the local lifestyle. So, so now he gets to decide when he wants to go out. Um, so he oh. says, you know, I can get away from the stress that way. To me, it's important. It helps me restore positive energy. And that's something that helps me move forward with my tennis career. It's one of the things I really appreciate in boating. Um, you know, it's a tough decision to boat ownership is a tough decision because it's expensive, but it's just good for my personal life. If you've uh, ever seen that guy serve, you feel terrible for the guy that designed that boat. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, Rowdy, you should YouTube Rafa Nadal serving. He had, he, he is, he makes an MLB pitcher and their ticks look like just the average Joe. Really? He has, to, he has to swipe his both brows. He pulls uh, on his sleeve. He picks his wedgie. He wipes his hand on his leg. He adjusts his wristband, and then he serves. It's like it, – it, it's insane. I love – Rafa Nadal is my favorite tennis player by a mile, but the dude is weird, Well, big-time uh, weird. It's that, it's that quirkiness in the super yacht that – you know, leads to this that great gives success. Him the edge. It gives yeah. him the edge. That's right. So what's holding you back? What's, a, what's, what's, what's not having a super yacht holding you For back? my super yacht? Well, the depth of the White River, one thing that's holding me back from having a super yacht. Uh, that's, okay, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not a, asking you. I'm, I'm not a asking you what's, landlocked area. I'm not asking you what's holding you back from a super yacht. The oh. super yacht is not the problem. It's, it's the things you could be doing with a super yacht not having a super yacht might be oh i get might, it yeah. it might be what's blocking you from your I'll tell you. success when when they say, my bootstraps are too long i can't get any leverage when they say pull yourself up by your bootstraps they're just too damn long i yeah. can't choke up on them i can't i can't get i can't get enough leverage to pull myself up on them so maybe having a, a 54 square meter flybridge yeah could help you what have no idea. Uh, no, that's where the chopper lands. You guys don't watch oh. Below Deck on Bravo? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, it, Snoop, it, that's your kind of show. On the Sunreef 80. <laughs> that's why I never turned it on because I know I'd be hooked. Yeah, that, that is your Laguna Beach, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on, on the Sunreef 80, though, with, with 54 square meters, you've got uh, more than enough space for movable furniture, a jacuzzi, a fully equipped wet bar, a barbecue. I mean, you name it. So there, there's a lot more that you can do with this. But I don't you know. I just, so. I just want to you encourage anyone so. listening out there who's, who's having a hard year, just get a super yacht and, and move on. Yeah. Quit your bitch and buy a boat. Don't, don't <laughs> stop letting this hold you back. Just get the super yacht and be the best. Be that boat life. I can be about it. Yeah. Be fly deck yeah if you get if you buy a super yacht do you think they uh they mail you a uh salt life sticker for the back of your car like do you think that's thrown in like when oh. you buy an apple computer mm. you get the little apple sticker mm. Absolutely. all right fellas well the big story tonight is what is happening in well not only the nba but also the world baseball the entire wide world of sports oh so Fill me in. Keep seeing these well, headlines pop up. What's going on? Well, it all started um, with, well, it was Kenosha, Wisconsin. But as far as the sports world is concerned, it started with the Milwaukee Bucks and their tip-off today in Game 5 against the Orlando Magic. Uh, it was a 4 o'clock, 4.10, I guess, technically, tip-off. Um, and Milwaukee Bucks decided that they were going to um, protest by not walking out to the walking out. Not taking the, the floor. Yeah. They just did not take the floor. So, uh, before the game started, about four minutes before the game started, um, they offered a forfeit 
to the Orlando Magic. The Magic said, uh, we won't accept it. And they also walked out of the arena. So the game wow. was postponed. Yep. From there, the next two games, there were supposed to be two other playoff games today, two more game fives. Uh, was it Lakers? Uh, Blazers was tonight. And then it was Rockets. Oh, I don't even remember now. But the, both of the other NBA games were, were then postponed um, because of the shooting that happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So that just started down, uh, and just started the dominoes falling. The WNBA postponed all their games. Not long after, the Bucks decided to postpone. The Milwaukee Brewers of Major League Baseball said that their game between um, that they were boycotting their game between the Reds today, which probably isn't a terrible idea, just considering how many Reds players have had COVID in the past two weeks. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, and then after that, Seattle against the uh, San Diego Padres in MLB. Slam then, Diego. They they uh, canceled their game, and the Dodgers against the Giants canceled their game as well. Five teams in Major League Soccer, all or five games in Major League Soccer were supposed to take place today. I think Those you mean matches. Matches, yes, that's correct. <laughs> you are, thank you. Appreciate you. Um uh, they were also canceled. So the bubble is bursting. Uh, a little later, the Bucks came out with a statement. George Hill and Chris, I think it was Chris Middleton. Yeah, I think it was Chris Middleton. Came out with a statement and said they're calling for police accountability um, and the, the league to do something. So this even prompted later, 8 o'clock, well, at this point, it's already happened, but um, a, a players-only meeting inside the bubble with the remaining teams at 8 o'clock where they were going to vote. So the Pacers were not there. The Pacers were not there. Just just wanted to, okay, just wanted to confirm. Sweat. Okay. Carry on. Yep. So they they had a a team-only meeting, team players-only meeting, um, where they were going to basically vote on whether or not they were going to continue the season. Wow. Yeah. And and this happened about an hour ago. This was per the athletic, uh, Shams Charania from The Athletic said his sources say the Lakers and the Clippers voted to boycott the rest of the NBA season. I don't know. I know we talked about yes. this off air. If yes. Boycott is the right term, but boycott yeah. the rest of the NBA season. Most other teams voted to continue. LeBron James then left the meeting. Uh, the meeting continued on. My, uh, Udonis Haslam from Miami said if there's no Lakers and no Clippers, how will there be, even be a season? So it sounds like uh, LeBron's finally getting getting. Uh, the king he, has left the building. The king left the building, as it says. He he's left the building, and and people understand that. Hey, without without him, we don't have much of a season here. Um. So he's starting That's to understand, move, right? That's the wow. only move. Yeah, I mean, the NBA has been the most vocal and visually effective sports team during all of this protest era, coronavirus era, with the Black Lives Matter on their jerseys, on the floor. Uh, the commentators are very vocal about it. In fact, I turned on the Bucks, quote-unquote Bucks game right after I realized it was uh, postponed or canceled, and it was just the two guys, the color commentator and the – and the play-by-play guy talking about racial just racial injustice issues and and protesting and all that. I mean, they were just kind of rolling with the punches. But it, my question is to you guys: Is this a watershed moment? Is this gonna is this gonna kill sports for twenty twenty? Or well, is this just a basketball thing with a little baseball in there and a little? soccer in there sprinkled on there or or is this the end i think you got to take a step back and just look at at kind of the wider picture of sports history um which i know nothing you're, about so yeah, i, you're, I, you're, I have no, so i have no idea to do that for sure uh, yeah. so my answer is i i have no clue uh i don't know if you're you're a response but yes okay <laughs> yes. yeah i don't know i think you know a, According to this, like 
there are teams who are out there saying uh, there are at least two teams that said we don't want to continue. And if the if tomorrow morning when the the owners convene, if something doesn't come of that, I don't think the players of the NBA are going to take the court again. I don't know what this means for the NFL. Uh, you yeah, know, the they Lions, don't care. The Lions. Yeah, uh, they came out. They came out and protested today and said, we're not going to practice. practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Yeah. But they're doing something. And I wouldn't be surprised if other teams follow suit. I don't know if it's the end of sports for 2020. Well, in college, we haven't heard anything from colleges yet. Not yet. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some reverberations, especially around Wisconsin, especially around well, that's easy though, because the Big Ten's already Big out, Ten. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're actually doing something. I mean, I, I applaud them to say, absolutely. We, we, we've been on this. I'll, I've absolutely. been on my soapbox to say that sports aren't the box scores. As much as I love the numbers, right. sports aren't the box scores. That's right. And that's right. Sports penetrate our lives, whether or not we want it to. Um, and this is another example of that. That like. I mean, Rowdy, you were sending tweets to us about, you know, what Chris Webber was saying or Kenny the Jet Smith walking off of the TNT um, TNT studio set. Yeah. set. You know, like this is this is has an impact on people's lives far past those people who care about the Bucks and the Magic, which right. I mean, which is only one team worth caring about in that. Uh, tandem but yeah exactly the orlando yeah. magic yeah. <laughs> right uh shack and penny hardaway's former team exactly yeah you mean scott skiles <laughs> right. the original right the original bad boy the original uh, pimp yeah yeah <laughs> uh, the original white chocolate <laughs> yeah <laughs> get out of here with that uh, so yeah i don't know if it's the end i really don't i i know that they can't continue the way it's going and i know and i also think um jason williams made a comment like this he, he was saying you know if they come back and play tomorrow uh people are going to lose their minds because yeah. then it's, it's like yeah. what have you what have you done yeah. what, My, you just you took a day off is, is all you really did but right. i think uh so so i think that their understanding especially like this was this was kind of a spur of the moment thing for the Bucks to do, and we quickly saw how how it spread. So they're seeing their platform, and they're seeing that they can make some sort of impact. Whether or not it, it's sustainable, I don't know, but it's pretty quickly made an impact. So, yeah, I tend to agree. I I think, like you say, Snoop. Who knows? But for me, the NBA has to take a stand here. To me, as of tonight, recording Wednesday night, Thursday, when you all are listening to this, I would make the claim that the NBA should and needs to be done. They just got to call it because mm-hmm. they're the most yep. they're the most vocal, they're the most visual. They they they've attacked this head on, uh, and the WNBA as well. They have attacked this head on. Yeah. The entire professional basketball apparatus has been the most vocal and and uh, hardcore about this, which I completely uh, appreciate about them. Um, other sports, baseball is tricky. I don't know how many people pay attention to what baseball's doing. It's well, it, it's a different it's a different animal. It's a more conservative like it is. Your viewership exactly. is more conservative. Like you know exactly. the fact that. The fact that I get why the Brewers quickly did it, but well, that's a state, yes, yeah, and 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 they want to stand in uh, in um, solidarity, solidarity with their other team, like yes. their, who they see as their it's their their, it's their, their city too, Milwaukee, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense, but you know that Milwaukee. This Seattle, San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all of those teams coming out and and postponing their games. And and MLS, I'm not surprised because they've been very they're they're pretty progressive too. Um yeah. but that's huge because the 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 viewership uh and even the players in baseball are much more conservative. 
Right. They love playing golf with 45. Right. So well, they're richer than hell, most of them. Yeah. They got more money than anybody. But they and the but the NBA players have come out, and as far as the the WNBA goes, I don't know if you saw the picture, but they came out uh, before the game. They all all of the players locked arms and took a knee, and they there was players there wearing um, shirts uh, with the name uh, on the front, uh, the Jacob Blake, yeah, the the name of the gentleman who got shot, and on the back which they didn't all the pictures I've seen except one showed this on the back of those women who had on those white shirts that spelled out the name were seven gunshot wounds in their wow mm, yeah. that's that's seven, powerful seven yeah, that's, cool. that's cool uh, so they're, they're making a statement which I, we we've talked about this before the WNBA they don't they do not care like they're gonna come out and say what they're right. gonna say I think right. that's amazing um there was also some comments, you know, to your something has to be done. One of my favorite comments was Fred Van Fleet of Toronto because Toronto and yep. uh, Boston were talking about their game one semifinal game about talking about, about delaying the second round, delaying, right? Delaying the semifinals, right? And he said, at the end of the day, if we're going to sit here and talk about making change, then at some point we're going to have to put our nuts on the line and actually put something up to lose rather than just money or visibility. Yeah, there it is. And I think, I think they're doing it. I think they're, it they're, they're trying to do it. We'll see what ends up shaking it out. But there, to me, there's, there's not going to be any games tomorrow. There's no games tomorrow. For I sure. certainly hope yeah. not. There can't be, right? Like, I mean, right. I, I agree with you, Snoop. Like, if they come out and play tomorrow, this is all just bunk. Like, yeah, you, you can't roll like that. Right. But if they can keep this up for a while, that starts to put the pressure on the owners. Well, and think about this on the practical level. Like, these guys want to go home. They're stuck in this bubble. I mean, they're in like a uh, bougie prison, in essence. Like, have you <laughs> mm-hmm. seen the boxes of food they get? And these guys are used to having chefs and all this stuff, and they're getting boxes of bagels and cranberry juice and grapes and just, a, you know, I mean, like, so, I mean, with everything, there is a, a, a undercurrent of, of, desire but that doesn't that doesn't negate from the the principle and the purpose of it is i think these guys are ready to go home they're sick and tired of seeing their fellow black uh brothers get murdered in the streets and here we go like and and the, the the other interesting thing is like the only person that's gonna really lose in all of this are the 30 billionaire owners that are all mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's yep. another there's another level to this in terms of how it works within the NBA system. And, and to me, I've always kind of thought that the only way to change anything is you got to hit people in the pocketbook. That's yeah. what's going to cause the change. And it, it is definitely raw there. The emotions are raw. People are ready to go home. Uh, Paul George came out yesterday and was saying how he has been dealing with depression and anxiety. I'm sure. And yeah. He hasn't been able to get his head right since he's been in the bubble. Yeah. Kind of wishes he wasn't there. So there's a lot of people. George Hill yesterday said we should have never even come to this damn place. Yep. He also said, according to that same uh, Shams uh, Sharinia from The Athletic, he admitted there apparently there was some frustration in the room and had admitted that he was the one who started the conversation about boycotting, about protesting with his teammates beforehand. So, you know, who's your boy? It's, it's Kurt, you know what it is? It's Kurt Vonnegut's quote. Anywhere you go in the world, there's a Hoosier doing great things. There you go. George Hill was there saying, guys, we got to make a stand. I mean, let me just. I mean, let's create a narrative right now. I mean, this is George Hill. This is he's he's the uh, he's the uh, what is it? He's the Tommy Smith, you know. Yeah. He's the uh, he's the guy who Tommy Smith started. was probably about as good of a dribbler too. <laughs> so, 
that's, yeah. Hey, man. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of, he's one of ours. You gotta. Yeah. No, he's a Jaguar. He's a journeyman. He's a Jaguar. He's a journeyman. Yeah. So yeah. it's amazing. It is amazing to me that this has started to ripple through. Um, it is. I'm happy it's to... impressive. It's I'm exciting happy. to see it. Yeah. Let's just see how it plays out. I'm with you. I'm nervous about tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen with baseball? What's going to happen with soccer? You know, are we doing this or are we not doing this? Like you said earlier in a text, Snoop, we can't rely on SEC, ACC football. Like, <laughs> you know, we're not yeah. looking at those people. We're not right. looking at Coach Saban right now. Yeah, well, you yeah, know. yeah. Right. Yeah. You Don't know. worry. We'll still have our indentured servants out there playing. With <laughs> right. Like, right. Don't worry about that. Like, right. They've got their own issues to deal. Well, they've got other issues to deal with as well. They're just on, just on top of this, you know, the economic disparity of even like coaches and players. But yeah, there's a there's a lot to work through. 2020 is weird, man. 2020 sucks. I'm excited. I'm excited. But it could it. be cool. 2020 could end cool. We got another yeah. quarter to go. All right, I have hope. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be an optimist. Hey, hold up yeah. in fours. Hold up in fours. As right. he as he wears yeah. his Alabama hat. Yeah. 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 Remember the 500, right? Who yeah. made the ultimate sacrifice to go back to school and get COVID? Oh man, so but like, it's gnarly out there, man. What else we got? Are we done? Did we do it? I think we did it. All right. Hey, we're coming right. in under time, I think. Pray, prayers up to uh, Usain Bolt, who has coronavirus. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he, he does. He uh, had a surprise birthday party on Friday. And, and his uh, gift was the Rona. Uh, yes. So there were, videos, there were videos of the party where he's dancing with dozens of people, most of whom weren't wearing masks. Uh, so now he's got coronavirus. So, um, yep. You notice who else's voice I feel like has been, uh, shockingly, shockingly in air quotes, absent from all this. Who? Your boy, Rowdy, Tim Tebow. Where's Timmy Tebow right now? Where's that Um, great Christian evangelical right now? Silent. What do you think he's doing? I'm guessing he's working on a movie for the Hallmark Channel. I'll tell you what he's doing. Oh, Pumping yeah. iron. That's what he's doing. That dude is married. That dude is married. He's got married. Yeah. Well, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Something he he's never done right. before. He got married. Like, yeah. Well, he married. okay. And he's, he's, uh, he's riding that roller coaster. He, yeah. uh, he actually made a movie last year. Called Run Left the Race. Behind Thirty Seven. It was uh, it, it was Tim Tebow and his brother Robbie Tebow were executive producers of, of <laughs> this movie. Um, so uh, I, I, I don't know. He this, made, I did not mean for this to happen. Maybe working on something new. So just keep well, keep your eyes peeled for some exciting new projects. What kind of movie? It is a, an inspirational sports drama with a football theme. <laughs> it follows, it, it I follows swear, it, I swear, never again will we lose the game. It follows you, two young brothers who use football to cope with their mother's death and father's abandonment of them. It's like the boxcar children with football. But without <laughs> circumcision? It's the, box, it's the boxcar children without, with air bud. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Wait. Saying, air, air bud. Or it would be grid bud at this point. How much yeah. circumcision took place in the Boxcar Children series? No. I never Tim, really read those books. But. Timmy, Timmy T. Bow is real into circumcision. Yeah, hey. Read up on it, Rowdy. For next week, I need a full report on Tim, Timmy T. Bow's circumcision. Okay, so it's like so you're saying it's like the Boxcar Children with more circumcision. No, he's into circumcising Africans. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Ridiculous. Looks like I got a research project. Yes, you do, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That was a real thing that happened, guys. (laughs) That's it. We did it. Whatever that was. (laughs) 
We did the sports. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casburn, Food Editor, Dennis Chu, and the Honorary Ball Boy this week is... Ball Women to all yes. the ladies that I loved before. August 27th, 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment that granted all those ladies a voice in our democracy. Wow. That was when? A hundred years ago today. Was it today? Yeah. Congrats. Congrats, And sorry it didn't happen like 400 years earlier. Huh. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsports.com. With any questions, headlines, or topics you want this to do. ridiculous. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday, where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Yeah.